and welcome back, everyone. I'm Thomas Butel, your guide on this creative journey called You and I Make a Thing. In today's episode, we're shaking things up a bit. I've invited my good friend Carissa to take the reins as guest host. She's brought along her friend Aaron to embark on a fresh creative project. Just like in our previous episodes, the first half will be all about brainstorming. Carissa and Aaron will toss around ideas, seeking the one concept that really captures their imagination. This process is at the heart of what we do, pushing the boundaries of creativity and stepping into being beginners again. Then in the second half, they'll share the results of their project, the triumphs, the challenges, and the unexpected twists and turns they encountered along the way. You can see the results of their hard work in the show notes for this episode. Just visit youandimakeathing.com. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey. I'm as eager as you are to hear about Carissa and Aaron's creative adventure. Hi, everyone. This is Carissa from Three Cloud Studios, formerly Koi the Creatrix, here with Aaron Chen on You and I Make a Thing. And hi, Aaron. How are you? Good, good. How are you, Carissa? Good. Thank you so much for asking. Aaron is a passionate and accomplished traveler, lifestyle, and commercial content creator. He's known for crafting compelling visual stories that resonate with his audience and best reflect his clients' values. Some of his work has been featured in publications such as Aaron Space Force Magazines, Minot State University Athletics Newsletter, Revelier Music Publisher, and Minot Daily News. So, there's <laughs> a good intro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm, I, I wanted to keep it brief. Does that sound okay with you? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Erin, I know that you have been on this bit of cross-country photography experience. What have been maybe some of the most memorable stops that you've made along your journey? Oh, perfect. Yeah, thanks for asking that. It's interesting because the cross-country journey kind of ended up when I visited you guys. Like, you guys kind of yeah, like at the right. tip of Florida. And that was like the end of the, the journey there. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, so you went no, all the way from North Dakota down to the very end of Florida. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so North Dakota is where my journey started. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so same kind of as you, you know, North Dakota is kind of like our artistic, like big breakthrough era. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I know we support each other a lot in North Dakota. So I was very excited to go see you in Florida. Yeah, in my hometown, in like my my natural setting here. Yes, yeah. And Aaron was kind enough. He has done a couple of photo shoots for various products that I have uh, created, t-shirts and the like. He also was kind enough to stop by and take photos of my first art exhibit last year. And so I was incredibly grateful. And of course, the photos come out absolutely amazing every single time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So any plans moving forward on your adventures? Yeah. So I have Hawaii coming up pretty soon. And then after that, Japan. And pretty much my plan is to travel all across Asia 
capturing stories of people and culture and then bring them back to the American audience. Oh, I'm so excited hearing that. And I think that actually ties into one of the projects that I want to talk about here today. So leading up to this meeting, I've asked you to come with three ideas. I myself have come up with three ideas of projects that we can work on. We come from very different, I think, media backgrounds. And so I'm really curious to see where this goes and to see what we can come up with. The idea is that we find a project that's a little bit anxiety inducing and maybe one that's feasible to accomplish within a month. So typically what we do is a bit of a back and forth. You share one, I share one idea here. Would you like to start or would you like me to? I think you can start. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear what you come up with. I think you always have amazing ideas and it inspired me to keep spiraling and come up with more ideas. So, Oh, yay. Okay. So as I mentioned, your upcoming journeys throughout Asia reminded me of a project idea that I have here. When we first started kind of arranging this meeting, it was right after New Year's. And so thinking about some of our past conversations, I thought about how important culture has been to the both of us. And I actually was uh, interested in doing a project around something about the Lunar New Year, the Chinese New Year, because outside of calling it the Chinese New Year and knowing the animal associated with my year of birth, I really don't know much about the Lunar New Year. And so I thought it was a great opportunity to learn a bit more and to celebrate something that I know is important to you. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate that. That sounds really cool. Okay. (laughs) yeah yeah well go ahead and what are one of the ideas that you came up with yeah so pretty much i just wanted to see which direction we wanted to take it in like i have kind of the the asian culture direction or even like a mental health direction Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. or we can do a combination of both but i really like one of your work which is the mad hatter yeah Yeah, so I really like that one. So I'm just thinking maybe we can combine like the Asian culture and mental health awareness into Mm -hmm. something like that, either a portrait or like a landscape and then added your elements into it. And yeah, just like the Matt Hatter, where it's kind of like a mixed media combined. Yeah. Okay. I like this idea. So some sort of portrait... And I've never done a portrait kind of thing before, but that way we get an opportunity to combine both of our strengths into a collaborative piece that would be new for the both of us. I like Mm -hmm. it. And I feel like if we can add Lunar New Year elements into it, that would be really cool too. So maybe we can brainstorm in that direction. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's keep going with the ideas here. No, I will say this next one is a bit off track from the ideas we've just shared here in that I was thinking of something like a lookbook, some sort of a sort of portfolio that was maybe a little bit more interactive, something that I could hand to a potential customer, somebody like interested in stopping by and looking at my art, something a little bit more interactive than maybe a gallery on my website and you know, probably similar to ones that you've had. And so I was thinking of something like a zine, a 
lookbook and I actually have been dying to make a retro viewer with past work. And so do you know what those are? No, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. Okay. So it's an object where there are like two eye holes, you hold it up and there's a switch on the side where you can flip through a collection of like six or eight images, but it's a bit old school. And so I really like that element. It brings back like 90s vibes and I, I'm obsessed with them. And I thought that would be a really cool way to narrow down like two, six or eight images of our work, make it interactive and just a fun project that I've really been dying to do. Yeah, that's so cool. I actually, yeah, I looked it up. That's so cool. I think I used Great. to have that when I was a little kid. So I, I think, think I had one too. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. So kind of like on the content, the inside yeah. of the retro viewer, like what would you want them to be? Maybe like something that's reminiscent or anything. Like what, what do you have it? Yeah, yeah. I found a site where you can choose and upload the couple images where you would, that you would want to see when you look through it. And then you can actually design the slide that goes into the retro viewer to represent whatever images are on there. And so I think that would be something that we could totally nail down as far as what the collection might look like. When I've thought about this just in terms for myself, I've thought of like one slide just being collage, one slide being just maybe fabric or textile arts that I've made, fiber arts. So Cloud Guy and the tapestries and things like that. So um, I think we would be able to really customize it into whatever applies to us individually something that we can both take away as like a demonstration of our skills yeah okay awesome i like that yeah i like that idea of like a physical physical gallery that people can interact yeah exactly okay so what was your next one so yeah i I talked about photography one earlier Mm -hmm. so maybe this one i was thinking more of that like a videography uh, project Mm -hmm. And I know that way, like we can integrate the mixed media elements into the videography. So it's going to be more of like kind of an animated video thing. Mm-hmm. If that's said, right? Yeah. And I was thinking like going about the Asian culture side, mm-hmm. like in Oklahoma City, I know there's like this Asian district, which is like not too big. Uh, I think they're trying to expand, but it's a really good uh kind of like a hub for the Asian community here. Like there's mm-hmm. a ton of Asian restaurants and just things that empower Asian businesses. So yeah, I was thinking the next project, this might be really big, but uh, maybe like a like a video project, like kind of like a mm. YouTube project, but then in each of the places, like let's say exploring the Asian district or something like that. And then each of their places, we would like add in your mixed media elements. And even like if we show like an overview drone shot of the district and we'll mm-hmm. I'll put like like your uh, mixed media in different businesses. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really okay. sure. But that's just an idea. <laughs> yeah. Integrate videos. And <laughs> you know, I, I like the video element because it's something that I have never tried before. And it's something that makes me a little bit nervous because... I am so unexperienced with videography and the like 
attached. So I do like incorporating an element of that. And it sounds like this area of town is a space that maybe you haven't ever explored before. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I mainly do some shopping and talk to some people over there. And it's okay. just, yeah, it's just some business. It's the reason I said the, uh, the Asian districts here, it's because it's accessible. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, but we can do other video projects too, even if it's like a series of short reels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't have to be like a long video. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's see. The next one that I have is kind of based off of this one artist. I might have sent you her stuff before. Her name is Victoria Villasana. I sent you her page just now as well. She is a Mexican textile artist, and she does a fantastic job of using images as like as her canvas. And then she will sew in different designs or enhancements on like over each photo and so she creates some really amazing designs and this I thought was like a really great way to maybe incorporate both of our strengths and an area that we are perhaps not as familiar with. My idea here was that I think sticking with this Asian theme, this Lunar New Year theme, the photos might be based on some sort of Asian image. And then we could perhaps even trade photos and you could get uncomfortable with some sewing. I could get uncomfortable with some photography and we could see where it goes. Yeah. I looked off her work before. I think you sent me hers before. You know, I was really inspired by her. That's why I came up with that first idea, the hatter idea. Um, Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, but I think hers is more of sewing and texture. Yeah. Yeah, I love that too. Okay. Yeah. I think that's totally a way for us to combine your first idea here with the portraits because portraits, again, are something like I've never done. I don't know. You are a bit more familiar with portraiture work. <laughs> yeah, okay. part of the minor experience is really grow me in the portrait world since, you yeah. know, it's not Dakota's flat, it's not the landscape. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You focus more on the people there. Yeah. So I think the the trick in narrowing it down might actually be to figure out a project that includes elements that neither of us have done before. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like we're on the same page about including a theme of Asian culture or Lunar New Year, something to... Yeah, celebrate the culture. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Okay. So how do we narrow down, like, what have you already done before that maybe we could take off the table? So let's see. Definitely just um, standard portraits, uh, like business okay. hashtags and things like that. Uh, okay. I would love to do more uh, cultural portraits, like uh, people okay. in their culture elements and things like that. Yeah. So I think that's that's a that's something you all love to tap into. That would yeah. be really cool. Okay. <laughs> Do any of these ideas stand out to you? Yeah, like what you were saying, uh, kind of combining our skills, right? I'm not sure how do you feel about adding sewing onto portraitures and things like that. Yeah, it's not something I've ever done before. 
And I feel pretty confident about having an idea about how to go about it and how to kind of start tackling it. So I I would actually be really excited about finding a way to kind of combine these things into a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you be more leaning towards like a portrait mixed project or more of like a like a landscape or like street style? That's a good question. What if, so I think when it comes to photography and I'm thinking of like, um, I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I used to do black and white photography way back in the day in high school. Absolutely loved it. I miss it so much. Currently I no longer have a camera and I'm like very much limited to my phone. So I think with that in mind, I'm a lot more comfortable leaning into some more landscape stuff. Portraits are very intimidating for me. And so I, as I'm talking through this, like I could go either way. I could lean into the discomfort of doing more portraits, knowing that I don't even know where I would start with that and feeling a little bit anxiety there landscapes feel like more of a comfort zone to me those feel more flexible and i feel more able to come up with something there's it feels a little bit less intimidating for me but what i was thinking was perhaps we could do one of each like if for example you could do a portrait and i do the landscape we could switch and then you sew a bit over the landscape i sew a bit over the portrait or the other way around. And then that way we are doing a little bit of stuff that both of us are uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. I've never really saw before. I said we're a little yeah. bit crochet. So this, this will be exciting. Really? <laughs> I didn't know you crocheted. Yeah. Back in college, I did a little bit of crochet. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I definitely have resources that I can share with you about this. I probably have enough things here that I could send you a little goodie bag to get you started as well. Um, yeah. So it feels like we're kind of moving towards a more solid idea here. What do you think about that? Um, as, as being our project, the, we each take an image trade and then kind of sew over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. So you and I will both take, uh, so we'll take two separate images mm-hmm. and then like we'll just take turns working on each other's project and see what we call yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So that way it's collaborative. You know, we get to kind of trade, see each other's work, maybe get inspired there. And so we'll have two pieces kind of going back and forth. But at the end of this, yeah, we would have the two pieces that include photography elements and these kind of like sewing media elements from both of us. Yeah, I think that will work. Yeah. And with the travels, I'm just trying to work on the logistics. I think the shipping mm-hmm. will be another time in the travels. But if we're trying to accomplish within a month, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. When do you leave for more adventures here? Yeah. So I leave for Hawaii on the 23rd and I'll be in Hawaii for three weeks or four weeks. Yeah. I'll be in Hawaii. 23rd for- of this month? Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. It's so soon. I know. Okay. <laughs> And you'll be there for a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, we can kind of ship back and forth over the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> okay. 
So Erin, I'm really excited here for our projects. I can't wait to uh, see how this goes and to get started. Yes, me too. I'm so excited to get her started. Just like creating something that shows and empowers the Asian culture. Yes. Yeah, that combines both of our skills. That's awesome. I'm really excited to be working with you on this. We have yet to collaborate on anything together. Yeah, so we've talked about it multiple times. Right? Yeah. We're doing it. It's into action. (laughs) All right. Well, we will talk soon then. All right. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear how Carissa and Aaron did with their project. So this is Carissa back with Aaron Chen, and we are here to discuss our final projects on the thing that we made together. So Aaron, did you want to go ahead and maybe describe what your image that you have there, your piece looks like? For sure. So for uh, this project, we decided to do kind of like a Chinese New Year, little New Year theme. And Carissa went ahead to Asia Mart, took a bunch of pictures of like kind of just items that are sentimental. And the one I picked specifically is the chili sauce. So this is the Laogama chili sauce and spicy chili crisp. And uh, this is a staple household item, kind of all the Asian households, specifically Chinese households. And I don't think there's ever a time in my house personally that I ran out of this. And yeah, we just keep this with everything we cook, the rice that we make. Yeah. So this is very kind of sentimental and uh, brings up a lot of memories. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, thank you for taking a picture of this. So yeah. This is great. Yeah, I love it. I'm probably going to frame it and put it on my wall or something. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. And you were going to say? Okay, so yeah, I decided to get some yarn for this process. But that I can discuss kind of after you, maybe, Teresa, after a while. Sure. All right. So I used one of Aaron's photos here from a Lunar New Year parade in Honolulu, right? Yeah. So the image, I asked Aaron to make some edits, but there is a Chinese dragon being held up by one of the dragon dancers and it is in color the rest is in black and white and i stitched in happy lunar new year since this is the year of the dragon it felt very appropriate and so this was the one that i went with but i do have some others printed here that i really love some images of yours that i really love i just have not yet decided what to do with them so okay um, well appreciate it yeah, I love this one of the little girl. I like that one too. Yeah. yeah. So That's all. perhaps we will uh, continue continue this working together. Yes, yes. So yeah, like we discussed earlier, I really plan on adding more yarn to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess when we first started, I didn't know how hard it is to kind of sew each line in there. 
Yeah. Um, and then I failed a couple of times, so I had to kind of reprint it out. And eventually I decided I'll just take the easy way out and use hot glue. <laughs> okay. And you tell me that was one of the options, right? Is when you put hot glue on there. Yeah. And you put the yarn on the hot glue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is another maker who I follow. I forget her name at the moment, but Catgrass Studios, who um, does a lot of yarn landscapes using that method. And so, yeah, it's a wonderful method to use. Okay. What issues did you run into there when uh, trying to sew into the photo? Yeah, so I had this preconception with like, so I had a cardboard Mm -hmm. and then I was putting the image on the cardboard. Okay. So I had this preconception that the needle needs to go through the image and the cardboard at the same time. Oh, both. Okay. So at first I was like, well, that's going to be really time consuming and, you know, that's going to destroy the image. Okay. Okay. I see. Eventually you told me that you just have to poke through the image, which I did a couple of times. Okay. and it left some really big holes. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And then I kind of want to be super creative about the lines, too. And then yeah. what I realized is hot glue is kind of, I can be more creative and have more curves in the lines. Okay. Whereas like sewing, it's more of like, like straight, straight lines that I noticed. Yeah. I don't really know how to sew curves around something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right in that that is a limitation when it comes to sewing and embroidery is that you get a series of straight lines and have to make it work. So it took you a couple of tries to get this done. Yeah, yeah. So any kind of challenges you went into when you were kind of uh, either on the photography side or on the embroidery side? That is such a great question. I'm glad that you asked. I think I got a little bit nervous leading up to going to this Asian Mart and taking photos. I had never been there before, but it's probably the largest one here in town. And part of me kind of wanted to chicken out because I hadn't been there because I didn't know exactly where it was or what it might be like inside. But I ended up going and having such a great little exploration of all the little goodies that they had in the store. Um, And Even though it was very nerve-wracking for me, I asked somebody if I would be able to take his photo, and he declined, but I was very proud of myself for at least asking because it was uh, a scary thing to kind of uh, say, hey, could I take your photo, please? Yes. When you said that to me, I was like, wow, I'm so proud of you to ask her because I even get scared asking people for a portrait. Yeah. I think I would have felt a little bit more confident if I actually had like a camera that was not my phone. Because then it feels like you carry some weight with you. You have a little bit more authority to take people's photos or something like that. Or at least I feel more confident when I have it with me rather than just asking to take someone's photos uh, on my phone. I think there's a lot more apprehension with it. You know, that's a good point. And what I've noticed kind of throughout the years is that it's also like a double-edged sword because you know how distrustful nowadays like media can see mm-hmm. like because it's so polarized. And yeah, people think that if people think that you're a journalist or you're a photojournalist, you know, they don't really know where you're going to put the picture and things like that. Okay. I've actually had a lot of people reject me of taking a picture of, even though I told them I'm just freelancing or this is going to be here, here. It doesn't even have to be online. But just because the distrust of the media nowadays, you know, it's a, it's a valid fear. (laughs) 
That makes so much sense because um, I think that's a bit of what I was picking up too. And I had never considered that you would experience that on your end as well, having a, a camera with you. In my head, I was like, a camera would solve everything. And you're, you're clearly saying here that not always, there's kind of this universal distrust of social media now. Or even just media in general, like news media. Mm-hmm. They think you're news. Usually uh, I don't walk in with a camera. They think it hurts me somewhat. But it's, because it is intimidating to have this big thing in your hand. But no, I'm super proud of you for for asking for his portrait and for getting these images. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I used your guidance here when it came to how to arrange photos, how to align the composition. And then I also kind of tapped into this outdated knowledge of when I used to do photography way back in high school from probably like 15 years ago now. And so I got a little bit creative and it was actually really nice. I really enjoyed going out and taking photos. I I didn't realize how much I missed it. Yeah, your photos are great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We can tell this clear subject. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought of you when I took that one. I was like, here's my subject. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you feel once you were able to problem solve and kind of found the solution of using the hot glue gun? So the first thing I felt was freedom. And I was just like, whoa, it just opened up the doors, you know, that I could do so much more now. Yeah. And and so I started doing curves. I started kind of like doing the little twisty things on the side. Yeah. I started like, because the lids were curved in the photo, so I kind of okay. like curved to the lid. And there's some imperfections I'll fix, and I'll put more as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just gave me a lot more creative freedom than I problem solved. But then it comes with like another set of problems, you know, because the hot glue, like they leave these lines, like these fishing lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was all over the picture. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It always requires like a hand or something to go back through and get rid of all the, I think of them as spider webs uh, after using hot glue. Yeah. What about, what about you? Did you have any challenges like that you overcome? How did you feel? I think the main challenge for me, I think was just kind of getting the photos. And then when it came to doing some embroidery over the image, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to um, arranged the lettering, but I had the idea of using tracing paper over a grid. So that way I could make sure my letters were a little bit more uniform. And then I lift it, put it on the back of the page and was able to poke holes and stitch in a way that allowed me to use the tracing paper as a template without it showing on the front. And so I had to get a little bit creative there with finding that solution, but overall, I think it came up out great. And I'm actually really satisfied with it because it also just gives a teeny bit more support to the back of the image where I, I, I sewed because I was also nervous about it ruining like the paper or ruining the photo by tearing or weakening the photo paper here. Yeah, that makes sense. I think if I were to do it again, I would consider maybe like a cardstock to doing towards like your original idea of sewing the cardboard in with it, but using a cardstock to kind of find that happier medium of it being thin enough and 
flexible enough to poke through without being too difficult and still offering some structure to the image. Yeah, yeah. and also kind of by doing this, this is like a new, you know, new form of art, the embroidery. I've never done anything like this. Yeah. I think I just gained a whole level of appreciation of your art, like how much detail that it goes into and like how much patience you need to have for each line. Yeah. I think you oh, did a couple you. of pieces that are like huge, like the cloud piece, you know, that that took that must took so long. So much that one was tufted. So that one was tufted and it uses a whole different machine. I tend not to do well with embroidery because I always poke myself and I tend to avoid it for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you think that you learned or gained from this process that you might use moving forward? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned is patience. Mm. You really need to have patience when you're embroidering all these lines. And also have patience to be creative because I really didn't know what I was going to do. And after a couple of failed attempts, I kind of felt like a creative freedom to just go with it. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing I learned is patience. It sounds like when you were able to give yourself the space to make mistakes and order extra copies and keep trying, you found like a really brilliant solution that offered you so much creative freedom. And I think that's invaluable to have that kind of freedom and flexibility as an artist and as a creative and maybe find ways to incorporate this into some of your photos uh, moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that would be, I think that's a good advice. I know mistakes can be nerve wracking and I love that you stuck with it. You kept giving it a go. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely scary, especially when I was starting to tear the, the photo. Like, oh no. Yeah. I have to go print out another one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I know that you are back in the in the continental US from Hawaii. What are your plans for your artwork moving forward? Yeah, so um, I'm back in Oklahoma City and I think my plan for now and for art is to focus on the Asian district. Oh and, yeah, you uh, mentioned really, that. Yeah. Just really kind of empowering the Asian district here and mm -hmm. also just Asian cultures in general. So funny story, the, the postcard I sent you, I don't know if you still have yeah. it, but uh, the koi fish one. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking so, at it here. So Aaron was kind enough to send me a postcard featuring a couple of koi fish from the Classic Art Gallery. So this postcard features a number of very colorful koi fish. And on the back is a description here, an autobiography about the artist. This is Professor Ding Quan Liu, born in Canton, China, uh, currently at the Classic Art Gallery in Honolulu, Hawaii. It says, currently Dr. Liu serves as the managing director and president of the Association of Modern Art in China. He is also a member of the U.S. National Watercolor Society. As a member of the Chinese Research College of Calligraphy and Watercolor, he is certified as a Chinese fine art specialist. So yeah, this piece, I actually found it by, from this artist. I was just walking around Chinatown and yeah, I was walking into these shops and like as soon as kind of they see that you can speak Chinese to them, so they just open up everything oh, to yeah. you, you know, they kind of. They're like, oh, familiar faces, familiar language. So they just open up. 
it's different, like the experience that, like I said, I got from the tourist experience. Mm-hmm. So literally this artist was like a traditional Chinese brushstroke artist. So he does okay. a lot of just brushstroke art. And he also branched out to do watercolors and oil paintings. I think his art was recognized by the White House. Like he has photos of Obama and Michelle together. Oh, he's wow. like presenting his art to them. So super accomplished artist. And yeah, I actually bought a couple other his art. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things uh, he was telling me uh, about his art career, about his painting career. I think the most valuable thing he said to me was make sure you are contributing to the society with your art. You know, make sure you are empowering people and contributing in some shape or form. So that really got me thinking. And then I even told him the idea of, I want to use my art to empower the Asian communities, Asian American. And then the one thing he said to me was, don't criticize, like move people with your art, but don't criticize. It, it makes sense where he's coming from. You know, he's like an older immigrant. Okay. But I just found that really powerful that like someone who's, you know, a different art form, it's, it's art. He's an artist, but he's yeah. painted. He could give me a lot of good advice. I love that so much. And I definitely see you in your future plans and everything that you've described here, making such strides to represent and include the Asian community. And I love that you have found a place that offers a bit of an art district so that you can do that and really um, highlight your work and highlight the people near you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So what about you? What do you think about your future art? Where do you think it's going to go or what do you have coming up? Oh, thank you. Great question. And perhaps one that I was not fully prepared for. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't Um, prepared for yours too. (laughs) ah, Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So currently I am doing more behind the scenes work, continuing with my postcard club, which did receive an edition of a Lunar New Year Dragon print and a Valentine's print, and soon a Black History Month print. And aside from that, I am looking at other opportunities to become involved in my local community with organizations such as the Homestead Center for the Arts, and then also putting together an application for a program that might help me level up that I will leave at that and keep my fingers crossed for now. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy you said like uh, you were going to get involved with the community. Because yeah. I felt like when I visited you back in, I think it was like November is, yeah. I think I saw that it is a vibrant community, especially with Miami so close. Yeah. And I was like, man, Carissa needs to get her things out there and she'll be just fully involved with this community and grow together. It's like such a bigger argument in my not. Oh, yeah. The community here is huge. And Homestead has been a long-running art community, though one that cannot compare with the flashy lights of Miami. And so helping it grow and gain some footing and really take off in the ways it wants to is is kind of my hope here. So fingers crossed. Okay. I definitely look forward to your next exhibition. Yeah, for sure. I will keep you posted. All right, Erin. Well, thank you so much for uh, participating in my first guest co-host appearance on You and I Make a Thing. 
I wish you many more creative endeavors. Thank you. You too. And I will finish this project up in the near future and then I can send it to you. Right. Yes. I can't Thank wait. So much. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for embarking on this creative journey with us today on You and I Make a Thing. I hope the trials, triumphs, and revelations we shared ignited your own spark of creativity. Remember, art is about the process just as much as it is about the product. So don't hesitate to make your own thing and embrace the challenges along the way. Connect with me on Instagram at Butelevision and connect with Carissa on Instagram at 3 Cloud Studio. While you're there, tell us about what you're creating. And don't forget to tune in next time when we dive into another creative adventure with a new guest artist. You won't want to miss it. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider leaving a review and sharing the podcast with other art enthusiasts. Your support helps me continue to bring these creative explorations to life. Until next time, keep making, keep exploring, and keep surprising yourself.